It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, this is former Alvin Bot receiver Courtney Taylor, and you're listening to Locked On Radio. We're fixing to have us a good day. Welcome on into the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Presented by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free. Got a notification yesterday through their app. They are, uh, you can also buy masks. I know uh, m- most people have masks, but a lot of people don't uh, just because they're so hard to get uh, during this uh, coronavirus pandemic. And so you can, uh, you can add that to your order no matter where you order from, is my understanding. So be sure to check that out. Once again, can't stress this enough. Fetch Me's done such a great job of helping folks out throughout this tough time, and both from a business standpoint and an individual. So they do, a, they do a great job actually caring and actually supporting their local people because they're local. They're Auburn people, Auburn alum. A lot of their employees are Auburn students. So you absolutely got to love that. They really, uh, they really embodied the creed that Auburn folks really, really love and care about. We're now joined by former Auburn wide receiver, Courtney Taylor. Courtney, uh, you know, I do a lot of these, but this one I've been particularly excited about, man. I mean, I, I grew up watching you, and so uh, it, it's an honor to have you on the podcast, man. How are things? Uh, uh, things are going good, man. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, of course, we're in some, some different times uh, these days, but, you know, you have to always find – that's awesome, man. That's great to hear. So, uh, just just watching you, uh, your time at Auburn, and you know those early to mid two thousands. I mean, you guys were uh, you guys were really good, and you were a big part of that. I mean, you, uh, you you guys were good for a while there, and you had multiple seasons where you went over seven hundred yards, I believe, and. Not a whole lot of Auburn folks can say that. Not a whole lot of college wide receivers can say that. So, I mean, when you look back at your time at Auburn, Courtney, I mean, what do you? What are some of the things that you kind of think of? Oh man, for, for sure, just just a lot of hard work. Uh, I'll tell anybody that. Uh, one thing about you know, especially playing at the collegiate level and and playing at a, a big time program as Auburn, I mean, it, it, it takes a lot of work, and, and that's one thing that I remember from my time at Auburn is, you know, going to school every day, you know, studying for that, getting ready to take tests. And then, you know, at the end of a school day, hey, you go right to, to the football field or you go right to um, the classroom, which is watching videos. So, I mean, it was just a lot of hard work, but it was something I loved to do. And like you say, when you, you know, you get a little bit older, I'm, uh, I just celebrate, celebrated my 36th birthday yesterday. So, so that was a blessing in itself, but you just reflect back on so much hard work and, you know, it makes you who you are today. In high school, uh, you were a quarter, a quarterback and a cornerback. And then obviously when you, uh-huh. when you get to Auburn, you're an incredible wide receiver. What was it like, you know, transitioning from just being really an incredible athlete that can play both sides of the field to zeroing in on a position you really hadn't played before? And how did that – benefit you well it, it, it kind of goes like you say um, it, it, you know I, was I a legit quarterback in high school no especially from you know playing so much football and what I know now 
was I a good athlete on my football team? Yes, when I was in high school. Uh, we didn't throw the ball that much. You know, if anything, I was uh, the third or fourth running back uh, or whatnot. And, and like you say, I did have an uh, opportunity to play defense uh, my senior year. Uh, what a lot of people uh, don't know is that I only played two years of uh, football, which uh, was my junior and senior year. And and like you say, uh, you know, going from playing, you know, being a, being an athlete on my, my, my team and then swapping over uh, to play receiver in college, like you say, it, it was a lot of hard work. And that's why I tell people, it's like, um, I came in there with uh, arguably one of our best class. Uh, we had Ben Obermanu who was, uh, I want to say, was the number two rated receiver in the nation coming out that year. Um, we also had uh, Devin Aroma Shadu, who was, I want to say, was around the number eight or number nine athlete in the nation coming out that year. And Great then we names. also had Anthony Nick, who uh, was in that class, who uh, I want to say the year before, he was in the top ten in the nation. So I was coming in there with a lot of stiff competition. But um, the, the thing I say what I really learned over that first year that I redshirted because I did have to learn the position was, you know, how to use my eyes, how to get better by taking the mental rep more so than the physical rep because, like, the physical rep, I didn't have enough of. So, so the transition, like I say, it, it was smooth because I had great friends and I had a great, I had great friends and those three guys I just mentioned. And, you know, uh, I had a great coach and, and coach, uh, coach Greg Knox, who, who, who put the time in and, you know, uh, uh, I accepted it and worked my butt off. So I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. Your junior year in high school was the first time you played organized football? That wasn't the first time I played organized football. Now, you know, I'm a, I'm a Southern kid. Now we, we started playing organized football from the Pop Warner ages. Um, I did. I played Pop Warner from fourth grade. So I started fourth grade playing playing little league uh, football in what what is fourth to seventh grade. I played Pop Warner, and then you know I went to my basketball dreams. I, I figured I would be a basketball player uh, back in those days. So I didn't play football again until my junior year. We will continue our conversation with Courtney Taylor next, right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Before we jump into another question with Courtney, I want to encourage folks to tune in tomorrow to our Throwback Thursday. We're going to have a conversation about the 09 rain game against West Virginia. Give us a call if you have a story about this or if you were re-watching the game with us and you had uh, kind of an observation or something that stood out to you. 205-502-4285. You can also text that number. Courtney, if you think, uh, do you think there was a would have been a chance that you could play quarterback at the college level now with kind of how offenses have changed throughout college football? I still couldn't throw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Tell, I'm gonna be honest. I'm an honest guy. It's like I could throw, meaning you know we we ran the football ninety eight 
98% of the time. Uh-huh. So he running the football 98% of the time. When I did get the opportunity to throw the ball, which is my two or three times per game, the guys are wide open. Uh-huh. And when I say wide open, I mean wide open. And, you know, it wasn't like I was hitting them in stride or hitting them in the middle of the numbers. I would get the ball there, so to speak. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, Courtney, I mean, you mentioned all these names, and I think a lot of people listening are, are thinking back to that 2004 season that you were such a big part of. When you look back at that season, I mean, that's a season that Auburn folks still talk about to this day, and you know, it still be, kind of yeah. becomes uh, relevant uh, to this day as far as undefeated seasons. And in today's time, it's crazy to think about a team being able to go undefeated in the SEC and they don't get a chance, but. I mean, when you think back about that 2004 season, I mean, do you have any kind of memories or any kind of moments that that you just kind of think about from time to time and smile at? Oh, come on, man. That entire year. Yeah. I mean, uh, like you say, you tell people to to go undefeated in any season is a feat within itself. So, and and, and mind you, you know, I played football for a long time, uh, you know, and, and continue to play a little bit. Uh, for another, what, eight years after that professionally, and I never went undefeated. <laughs> so I know how hard it is for that feat. But like you say, I mean, that, that entire season is very special. I mean, so many moments you can recount on and, you know, you can go back and, and, and have those fun memories. Uh, you know, a lot of people always want to, you know, ask about that season when I do talk to them. And, you know, they always, you know, everybody's going to, you know, the first thing, you know, you go you're going to bring up the LSU catch, the fourth down, and then the go-ahead score. But um, We talked know, about that the other day, me, actually. <laughs> for me, like I say, I mean, of course, all those plays and all those moments are great, but it, it always was more so you look back at everything that got you to those points. You know, you look back at the – you go back to the spring before that. You go back to the summer before that. And, and you see how that team just jailed together through – so many moments. I mean, good moments, bad moments. That team, we we had a we had a a, a lot of a, a lot of uh, uh, points to 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 come together and to have that chemistry. And, and that's what I remember the most about that team, more so than you know everybody that you know kind of pinpoint the plays, this play, that play, that play. And I'm like, you know, because it takes so much more than just those one or two big plays. Yeah, and and that's a great point. And I mean, you mentioned yeah. all the wide receivers that you came in with and were competing with and playing together with. But I mean, you just think about that era. I mean, Jason Campbell. Uh, I mean, your your quarterback mm-hmm. back in the day, and then obviously you had a few good running backs in the backfield, well as well. And then the, <laughs> obviously, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and the defense was stacked. I mean, do you ever think back? You're like, holy cow! There was so much talent on that team. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, uh, you know, like I, I still work within the realm of football and, you know, I, I work with more of the, you know, the younger kids now, high school, college kids. And, you know, I reminisce on a lot of those times and, and, and you can just go down the roster. I mean, we had the likes of, you know, Brandon Jacobs was on that roster guys. Yeah. Who, who found a hard time to touch the seat of field. You know, so it's and, crazy. And so at least I know he won. I know he at least won a Super Bowl, if not two. Yeah. So, and, and then you know you have the guys who who kind of super exceeded the expectations, like the Jay Rattlers of, of those bunches or whatnot. Who, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he was turning in like four or five 
consecutive Pro Bowl trip from the nose tackle position, a position he never played in college mm-hmm. as well. And, and like you say, you can just go down the list. I mean, the Carlos Rogers, the, the Rod Hoods, I mean, the Tavares Robinson, the Carlos Dancy, who, in my opinion, Carlos Dancy should be a Hall of Fame ballot at some point. Like, it's amazing if you look at his numbers, because uh, we always say the numbers don't lie. He's he played so long for a 10. physical linebacker like that? I mean, that's yes, crazy. Sir. It's unbelievable yeah. that he's not even being mentioned in those categories. But like you said, if you go back and you look at the numbers, the numbers don't lie. And, and I mean, like I've just been blessed to play with so many so many other great athletes. And like you say, it's just something that, you know, you, you definitely reminisce about uh, uh, at times. Uh, how much do you think it benefited you uh, in college to go against guys like Carlos Rogers and the other guys that you've been talking about in practice every day? Well, well, that was well, like I said, that was my kind of my mindset. Where you know, we just felt like we were the best. You know, we felt like we was the best program. We felt like we had the best strength conditioning coach. We felt like we had the best coaches and. And with having that type of mentality, you know, it puts you in, and uh, it puts you in that mindset that there's no situation that's too big for you, and and that's what I took from me, took with me, you know, moving forward on from my career from all of it. Because like like I always say, I was like I played with some of the best of the best. I played with, you know, two guys who went, or three guys who went in the top ten. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the following year after that undefeated season and Cadillac, Runny, and Carlos Rogers. So, you know, I just I just took with me that I could play with anybody. We'll continue our conversation with Courtney Taylor next right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Before we jump into another question with Courtney, I want to encourage folks to tune in to yesterday's show it was uh, part two of a, a, a mini-series with our top 10 Auburn teams of all time. If you missed all of it, go back to Friday's show. It's called like Breaking News and Top Auburn Teams of All Time. And then yesterday we did the top five. Uh, we would really appreciate it if y'all uh, went back to check that out. I think it was a pretty good discussion. Courtney, I mean, you, you've, been a, you've been a fan favorite for a long time and you always will be. Um, Auburn's had a lot of good teams since that 04 team, including oh, yeah. uh, appearances in the, the national championships. They've had a lot of good wide receivers since you've been there right. and uh, a lot of different explosive offenses. When, when you watch this team now and you've watched Auburn throughout the years, has there been a wide receiver that's been there that you kind of look at and you oh, see man. yourself in? Well, it's been so mean. It's been so mean. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, one of the ones that you know I definitely start out with, uh, uh, Darvin Adams. I mean, Darvin Adams, I mean, I thought he was, I mean, man, man, I, I, he's a special talent. Um, I thought he was, uh, you, you know, we like to call that that dog mentality. Like, he had that dog mentality about it, and that's what you saw from him every time he laced it up. And, um, you know, I got a chance to uh, uh, play against him when I was out in Canada in the CFL, and, you know, of course, I knew who he was, and, and you know he came up to me, and you know he knew who I was, and 
we just you know we we developed a friendship that that goes to this day. So that that was one of my favorite players, uh, definitely you know coming up after me or whatnot. And then uh, of course you know Ryan Davis. I mean the guy who broke my record uh, uh, the previous year. I mean yeah, uh, he he was one of the guys who I call like a, a workhorse. Like I mean he did all the little things and more that you asked him to do. And 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 like you say, I was just a huge fan of him. Like his humbleness, uh, you know, the, the family he come from. Because I had a chance to to reach out to him when he was on that on that quest to break my record. And of course, we developed a friendship as well from that. Yeah. And then um, previously, uh, of course, Mr. Seth Williams. I, I think he is. Uh, I honestly think he has, you know, probably the, the biggest upside out of any of us because of his size. He can be an He's NFL a guy, bigger receiver. And he can run. He can run. He can run. Uh, uh, where his, uh, you know, I, I, I like to look at receivers through the receiver eyes, but it's like, you know, one of his great attributes for me is his body control and catching the ball in the air at his highest point. Uh, those are some things that are not easily taught. And, and you know, it's a skill. It's, it was a skill of his. And, and, and like I say, I'm excited to, uh, to be able to even watch him, you know, keep developing and see what he truly becomes. So I saw that you posted a video to Ryan Davis after he broke your record, you know, congratulating him and everything. Um, behind the scenes, were you upset that your record was getting broken? Because I have to imagine <laughs> that it was pretty upsetting. It stood for a while. Well, put it like this. I always tell people, uh, and you know, the, the cliche saying is the same. You know, records are meant to be broken because guess what? I did it. You know, so... For me to, to, to think that someone wasn't going to break it or for me to, to you know, be a little bit upset or salty or whatever, no, no, not, not at all. Because, once again, um, Ryan was a young, a, hum, a humble young man, a man who, who worked his butt off and took advantage of his opportunities. Because that's what I, you know, that's the saying that I always tell people, you know, that brought me to that road. It's just that, you know what, I took advantage of my opportunities because um, we were fighting for balls. Back in those days, you know, you got Cadillac and Riley in the backfield, so you're not throwing the ball 40 times a game as if they do in, in you know, in, in this generation, you know, how the game has evolved so much. You know, uh, I remember when we would throw the ball uh, 17 times, we was happy. Like, we was like, man, we threw the ball a lot. <laughs> and, and but, but, uh, like, but, but like you said, for me to, to be mad or to, you know, feel some type of way about someone that works their butt off, that, that's just not in my DNA. Like, I'm the type of guy that, you know, you work your butt off and, and you put in the time and the energy, good things will follow, and good things follow that young man. Yeah, we're big fans of Ryan. Did he intern for me here at the radio station about two or three years ago? I think it was his, during his junior season. And he's, uh, uh, yeah, his attention to detail is ridiculous. Just kind of talking yeah, uh, talking hey, X's and O's with him. Great mind. Great football mind. Yeah. Great football mind. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. Absolutely. Uh, Courtney, uh, if you could kind of put yourself into Malzahn's offense today, how do you think you would uh, would fit into it? Uh, um, huh. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Um, if I put myself in Malzahn's offense today, where I see myself, uh, I'm telling you, uh, you know, I'm a competitor. So I'm the type of guy that I would say I would see myself as probably catching maybe 30, 40 more balls. Easy. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Easily, 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 easily. 
Yeah, I mean, college because, football you know, offenses have changed so much. I mean, do you look at, do you watch football now at the college level and you're like, man, they throw it so much more. I wish I would have been a receiver I mean, now instead of a few a, years it's, ago. It's receiver friendly. That's what you call it. It's a receiver friendly football game now. And, and, and like I said, I didn't understand that until, um, actually not until I got into the CFL, because even when I went into the NFL for my two and a half years, it was still kind of, uh, it was making that transition into the spread offense, but we we never quite got there when I was in the uh, in the NFL at my time. It was still kind of the eye back, two tight end set, you know, go to three, four wide receiver sets when you have to kind of throw the ball or whatnot. So it still was a different football game. But once I got to Canada, that's when I started to kind of, uh, I would say, like the spread offense kind of really, really took over the game. And in Canada, you know, you throw the ball 40 times every game anyway. So, so like I say, I would definitely, definitely see myself with an easy more 30, 40 catches if I was a Nazar offense today. Well, Courtney, I, I know people are interested. What are you up to these days, man? Well, these days, um, like I said, I, I, work in the, I work in the school district out here at the high school. Uh, I work in the transition department where, you know, I'm basically uh, working with special needs and with uh, – uh, high school seniors and getting ready to go out into the real world. So I do that. That's kind of my day job. But my yeah. passion is, is, a, is, of course, my, I have a small business uh, where I basically, uh, I'm a trainer, but, of course, I specialize more in receivers. So that's kind of, that's kind of I wouldn't call it my hobby because, like I said, it's my job. Like, I love to do it, and I love to work with, uh, you know, all the talent from, you know, first grade all the way through college. So, that's, awesome. That's something that I do on a daily basis, and 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 like you say, I I just love giving back to the game, and I love just giving back all the knowledge and experience that I've gained over my uh, over my career. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I love all the positivity. I mean, do, do you have any uh, comments about um, what you're doing, and you know, kind of words of encouragement for folks during this uh, this pandemic that we're all kind of stuck in? Well, exactly, man. It, it, it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely a new world, so to speak. Yeah, you know, it's something that you know uh, none of us have have ever been through in our lifetime, and, and and you know, it will be different moving forward. But you know, I think no matter what, you know, the human race and and just us as people, we're very resilient. So I'm not really not really concerned about. Uh, all right, well, what's we will be fine. We're going to come out of this. And we're going to be stronger than ever. And that's one thing about it. You know, history always teaches you something. So we'll definitely be stronger than this, uh, coming up out of this. And, you know, uh, just some encouragement that I would tell any of uh, the the youth or any of the young athletes is, hey, no matter what, you can go in your backyard and you still can get better. No matter what. Uh, Just always have that mindset that you have to get better. And, and that's what I relate to my guys out this way is that, guys, no matter what, there's always somebody working to be better than you or always somebody working to get that scholarship that you want or to, or to uh, you know, reach your dream. So never, never lose a day, you know. And, and that was always kind of my mindset coming from, you know, Carrollton, Alabama, where I grew up from. It's like my mindset as a young man but just always, I have to work. I have to work. Uh, a day that I miss is the day that someone gets better than me. And that was always my motto, probably from like eighth grade all the way through uh, uh, my professional career, is that 
a day that I miss is a day that I lose and a day that someone gets better. So take advantage of this time, you know, to, to some degree, because we're all, we are all at home. So, so get out in the backyard, uh, practice on your releases, practice the mental aspect of the game, and, and you know, just keep getting better. Courtney, thank you so much for your time today, man. We appreciate it. Hey, man, thank you guys for having me. And War Eagle. Thank you so much to Courtney Taylor for hanging out with us today. Really cool stuff. Really enjoyed uh, hearing from him. Just a positive guy. You got to love that. We all need more positivity, as much positivity as possible. So that's Courtney Taylor. Thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it. You can follow Michael on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. We're trying to grow that Instagram. We're going to start doing some Instagram lives over there at some point. Search Auburn Podcast on Instagram. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.